Clarita here, and I've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. If you want to release your music into the world, DistroKid's the easiest way to get your music into all the major streaming platforms, unlimited uploads, and keep 100% of your royalties. And because you're a Design Freaks listener, you get 30% off. Go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Design Freaks. DistroKid. Welcome to the Design Freaks Podcast. Uh, this is where I, Clarita, a big old nerd, I talk about music industry, art, and design. I'm a graphic designer. And this is another episode of the show where we talk about record covers, posters, zines, etc. And this is a mini episode of sorts. It's called Design Freaks Covers a Cover. And not sure how many this one's going to be because there's a lot going on here. Um... The uh, album I'm talking about today is the White Stripes' fourth album, released in 2003, called Elephant. There's a hidden uh, invisible elephant. There's a bunch of symbols everywhere, hidden stuff, shadows, a lot of theories online. I'm going to go over a couple of them. Yeah, six different releases, like I said, for CD and LP covers released in the U.S. and worldwide. I'm going to get into who designed this, who else they designed for, uh, what's behind the photos. So first of all, thank you so much for listening. Um, If you enjoy the show, please share it with other vinyl and design freaks you think might enjoy it. Leave a five-star iTunes review and uh, subscribe to my YouTube. And uh, you can find everything at designfreakspodcast.com. I'm at underscore designfreakspodcast on Instagram. And that's where you can find the old link tree. If you love the show and you feel like you've learned something or been entertained at all, do I not entertain you? (laughs) Don't answer that. Um, Maybe consider leaving a donation if you can. I would appreciate it. These episodes do take a lot of time and work, which I enjoy, but it's also really nice to get a little bit of that kind of support on top of all the sweet, awesome words of support, which are worth more than money as well. So thank you for those two. Um, All the really nice DMs uh, mean the world to me. For other music-related podcasts, check out ruinousmedia.com. Okay, let's talk about the invisible elephant in the room on the cover of the White Stripes' fourth album from 2003. Uh, And why am I talking about this? So there's a couple reasons. Uh, Recently, I was talking to a psychedelic graphic designer and artist from the UK, Jordan Warren, um, and this album came up. And that interview with Jordan will be up soon. Um, yeah, so we were talking about, oh, and he told me something I didn't know that I always assumed that, uh, the two members of the white stripes are sitting on, uh, some sort of amp. Um, it looks like a, there's, again, there's a lot of shadow in these photos, but it, it's an amp looking box that they're sitting on. 
And it is not. It's actually like an old-timey circus trunk, travel trunk. Get it? Trunk? What? And I don't even think I remembered the elephant head thing. The negative space between them makes like an elephant head. And then I started to go like, yeah, why haven't I talked about Jack White? Because he's very much into uh, the design Easter eggs, all the stuff that I love about uh, hiding things in design and uh, having people discover uh, your cover uh, again and again for the first time. So it's also the 20th anniversary coming up of this record. Oh my God. Uh, crazy. Um, but yeah, 2003. First, I want to set the table with the overall uh, white stripes identity because back then we we didn't really call it branding i'm sure jack white wasn't like i need to brand this uh new band i have no i would say it's probably closer to having just a really defined visual identity um and he's he's like a marketing branding dude he did a really good job with having the band um and all of its aesthetics match each other um, because it doesn't strike me that the visuals are matching the music. Like all the music was made and then, oh, we have to come up with a look. It doesn't seem like that to me. It seems to me like music was one component of an overall art project called the White Stripes. So equally, the music was a part. The visuals were a part. The videos, the photography, the outfits, the set, the stage design when they tour, all of this was obviously considered. It feels to me like it was a full-on artistic endeavor where the visuals hold just as much weight as the music um, instead of serving the music. The music is serving the larger idea. Um, I wanted to talk about who was involved with this. Let's go over the first cover and then I'm going to tell you who's responsible for design, photography, etc. Um, this was, so I, I took, I was inspired by a bunch of different um, articles for this episode and the juxtaposed one cracked me up because I don't know who wrote this, but the cover for Elephant has the weird folkloric qualities of the Stripes rep repertoire, the two bandmates, or husband, wife, brother, sister, take your pick, and grand old Opry looks. Obscured skull, peanuts on the floor, a cricket bat, Meg in white or black dress, depending on your LP version, Meg weeping, Jack looking off to the side at dot, 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 something large, question mark. <laughs> Where is the elephant in the room? What is the elephant in the room? The extinction of rock? In such simple composition, a whole lot is going on. And why does a band from Detroit that often plays the blues always wear red? Okay, let's. <laughs> In a couple places, I saw um, the theme being called, quote, death of the American sweetheart. And I don't know if that's um, something that Jack White has claimed the theme is, or if that's just people's take on it. But, um, okay. To let Santi out. So, 
It's 2003. The White Stripes have gotten pretty popular. They're popular enough that they're able to do this sort of over-the-top six different cover release. And it says, I don't know what this means, but in one of the articles it said some of the sleeves variations were bigger than others. I don't understand. So let's start with, since they're an American band, let's start with the U.S. edition. So now I couldn't find very many high-res photos, so I'm going to just share what I have. Um, put the best stuff I could find up on the screen. Meg White is sitting on the left side of a circus travel trunk, and Jack is sitting on the right, holding a cricket bat over the ground. So it's hovering. Um, I'll get back to that in a second. Um, death of the American sweetheart. <sighs> so even though they're wearing old timey grand old Opry outfits and I'll describe them for you also head on over to the YouTube and you can see it. But, um, Jack's on the right, Meg is on the left. He's wearing an all red outfit that, um, is, has a Western shirt and, it has the the red shirt with the white trim and the white tassels. Um, she's wearing a long white dress um, with kind of puffy sleeves, kind of old timey, you know, Southern belle sort of. And he's holding a white cricket bat. And I was like, okay, so they're they're whole, they're kind of sitting with their arms. Uh, at an angle where between them looks like an elephant trunk. Um, and then bullet, like they're sitting on a trunk, get it drunk, but he's holding that back. And I'm like, it's kind of where the tusk would be. So I was like, don't tell me they used to make cricket bats out of ivory. So I looked it up and yes, in the late 19th, early 20th centuries, small cricket bats were carved from ivory. And I don't know if they actually played with those or if they were just like, as a trophy or for show, but disgusting. It made me, uh, made me want to throw up. Um, okay. So let's look at, let's start on the left side. Meg, her ankle is tied with a rope and it's tethered to something off screen and it's going into the darkness. And, um, we don't know what that is, but it's up to you to decide. Capitalism. <laughs> That's always going to be my guess. Um, and then behind her in the shadows, and that's why these photos are so interesting. There's so many deep, dark shadows, and I feel like there's probably other stuff hiding in them too that we just can't see. Behind her, like in the corner, is a little, it's partially obscured so you can't see it, but it does look like a human skull. Um, then there's peanut shells by her feet, which, you know, obviously elephant related, but, um, they're sitting on the amp slash travel truck. It still looks like an amp to me and his signature is on it. I didn't know this was his signature. It's the three white stripes. Jack White is displaying a mano cornuta and looking at a light bulb intensely. Is he looking at the light bulb or is looking past it? I don't know. But also I just found out that the devil horns, when you make the devil horns with your hand, it's mano cornuta, which it's an Italian thing because when you point them down, it's sort of like warding off bad luck the way we knock on wood. Um, 
to keep bad luck away. I don't understand the connection to Italy, but he's making the horns pointing downward. They each have ribbons tied on their fingers. Um, that's a, a memory thing. Um, elephants never forget um, is a phrase people say. I don't know if that's true, if they have a great memory, although I did hear of this crazy story where this lady was helping poach elephant babies or something, and the mom went, stalked her, found her, not only killed her, but went later on went to her funeral, trampled her corpse, and caused a bunch of havoc. That elephant didn't forget. Respect. So anyway, um, the problem with tying the ribbon on the finger, though, I would tie the ribbon and then forget why. I was like, why did I tie this here? <laughs> yeah, so Jack is staring at a light bulb hanging in front of his face. Now, I took that as Guernica. Uh, there's a painting by Pablo Picasso, and it's depicting the Spanish War. And uh, there's a bunch of bloodshed. It's a, a chaotic war scene with a light bulb eyeball at the top. It's sort of like this eye of omnipotence sort of overlooking all this bloodshed and uh, suffering. Um, and if you think about when this came out, 2003, right after 9-11, we're at war. There's a bunch of protests. Even if you're not overtly putting politics in your art, it was such a part of life back then. Um, it's almost like you couldn't escape thinking about tragedy, war, um, loss. There may be a clear theme to this or not. It could just be a vibe. There is a woman crying in Guernica, too. Anyway, then the UK edition uh, has the cricket bat touching the ground. Now, is the symbolic tusk touching the ground? Also another great album, Tusk. Is it touching the ground? Because that signifies or symbolizes the elephant's death. The elephant has fallen. And then in this case, the photo is mirrored. And then it says here, the UK vinyl album cover is the same as the US CD, but differs that the color hues are much darker. And I believe that in that case, her dress is also black. Elephants are one of the few animals that actually mourn their dead. They often have funerals where they uh, observe the body. They hold vigil outside the, rem the remains. They do symbolic things with the remains. So, and they actually cry tears. Um, there's a lot of funeral stuff happening, elephants, funerals. And then I read that the title was chosen because of the way in which the white stripes perceive the animal, noble mating for life and only attacking if you threaten the young. And they never forget. They'll show up at your funeral to double kill you. Jack White said, I wanted people to be staring at this album cover and then maybe two years later, having stared at it for the 500th time to say, hey, it's an elephant. 
or in my case, 20 years later, going, hey, that's not an amp, and that's an elephant. <laughs> Let's go back and talk about who designed this. So obviously, the overall design, it's credited to Third Man, which is Jack White's uh, label, but um, the layout was done by Bruce Brand. Uh, guitarist, drummer, visual artist slash cover designer from the UK. He runs a design studio called Art Hole, A-R-T Hole. Bruce is a character, okay? So he has all these AKAs, and these are reminding me of the Barney Bubbles monikers. Um, Let me, I'll just rattle them off here. Bash Brannigan, Bash Brannigan 2, okay, Barney. Um, Dr. Vu, as in V-O-O, like half of voodoo, um, Professor Belvedere Gascoigne Carvalho, spelled ridiculously, um, Stoop Solo too. <laughs> that one tickled me. Um, Will, Will Power, as in William Power, uh, Zuni the Lazoon. Okay. So he worked, he's worked with uh, a bunch of people great artists, Mungo Jerry, cool, Armitage Shanks, shout out to Luke, um, Head Coates, a ton more, and he was in a bunch of bands too. Seems like a very interesting person. Um, and then photography was done by Pat Pantano. Okay, this blew my mind. Pat, and I get the connection, the Detroit connection, but the same person who took all these beautiful photos, the same uh, photographer for the White Blood Cells album as well, drummer for the Dirt Bombs. How is that possible that he's so good at two things? That's so upsetting. And he took photos for a bunch of great bands. Uh, like I said, he was in the Dirt Bombs. And if you like the White Stripes uh, and you don't know the Dirt Bombs, you will love, I mean, do yourself a favor. These just more great, dirty, you know, Detroit garage rock. Also the Gorys, Detroit Cobras. But he also did vocals. So Pat did vocals for the band. I love this record, um, Laced with Romance by Pony. Um, another black, red, and white album. But uh, he did vocals for the song Falling or Fall In. That's my vocals. Yeah, so with the UK vinyl album cover, or no, sorry, with the UK release, it really does look like it's supposed to be another dimension. Like, that's why the photo is mirrored, I think. Um, everything seems intentional, everything. So that's why it's so kind of spooky and mysterious. Uh, I still don't think anyone's completely unlocked it. I'm going to talk about the theory I read on Reddit. Here's the thing. So there's this awful uh, story I was forced to read in high school by Ernest Hemingway. I can't even remember what it's called, but it's a guy trying to convince his girlfriend to get an abortion. And they don't come out and say it, but there's a bunch of uh, symbolism happening and... There are white hills that look like elephants. And I do remember that part of it. Um, they're sitting, waiting for a train. 
so they have luggage. Um, someone's thinking that maybe this album cover has more to do with that. Not saying that there was an abortion, but perhaps it's about abortion. I don't know. Or about er Ernest Hemingway, that it has anything to do with that poem. I don't know, but this is their, uh, this is their logic. Uh, Meg is tied to something off the frame, something holding down. Ropes are like umbilical cords, perhaps. Um, Jack is making the sign of the horns, an offensive gesture in Spain. Not sure about the cricket bat, but using some confirmation bias, I can argue that maybe it is displaying Jack's, the album cover character, more brutal response in comparison to his partner's sadness. I don't know. Peanut equals elephant. Also, I think they're waiting at a bar. Bar peanuts? This is confirmation bias. Hemingway's style is minimalistic, and I swear I read an interview where Jack mentioned blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, the hills looking like elephants would be probably the biggest clue. But Jack's shadow is giving, it's looking like a fetus. It really is. So I'm not saying this is about abortion or Ernest Hemingway at all. I'm just saying, I don't know. Is it accidental? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. 9-11? Never forget. 9-11, never forget? Was that already a saying by 2003? I don't know. Call in. Let me know what you think. Um, absolutely love this style of photography. Check out all the other work that uh, Patrick uh, has done. So he's also credited with visuals for the White Stripes Elephant Singles box set. I mean, he's done work for a bunch of people. Obviously, the Dirt Bombs, the White Stripes, tons of stuff for them. The Go, fabulous band. Supergrass was credited for visuals for the uh, White Stripes Elephant Singles box set. Um, that comes with the actual elephant painting and one of the photos Inside, Jack White posing as though he's painting an elephant, but looking at Meg, rude. <laughs> but she's symbolically the elephant. Um, she's sad. She's not crying, but she does look really sad. That's a great painting, too, by the way. Uh, so the painting was done by Greg Simaz from the Lolitas. And then another artist who worked on the box set is Trent Thibodeau. Thibodeau? Thibodeau. And Trent has done work for a bunch of amazing bands. Uh, the Gories, who I mentioned. Uh, Parquet Courts. Love. Duchess and the Duke. Check out my episode with Jesse the Duke. Ray Contours. And Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. <laughs> it's so funny, all the connections that are made with art, music industry, art and design. It's funny. It's a big old spider web, y'all. Um, but anyway, that is the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Check out other packaging for Third Man. Um, Jack's done a bunch of other weird stuff. He's put artwork around the center labels 
so that the um, art would animate as the record spins on the turntable, stuff like that. Very creative. That's why I have this podcast. Love you. Keep on rocking. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.